two out of three falls. Hey there, and welcome to a new edition of Two Out of Three Falls podcast. Here on Cruise Control, I am your host, Randy Cruz. You can follow me on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, the letter J-C-R-U-Z. It is WrestleMania season this Sunday in Orlando, Florida. Got Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful.com joining me in a few minutes to preview WrestleMania 33. Before we get to that, you can find the show, Two Out of Three Falls, on SoundCloud and iTunes. Give us a five-star rating, download, subscribe, all that good stuff. SoundCloud.com slash Cruise Control Podcast, as well as SoundCloud.com slash Two Out of Three Falls, and on iTunes. So if you're a fan of the show, give us a shout, like us, subscribe, rate us, five-star review. It ain't got to be five, but if you want to give us four, we greatly appreciate it. Um, again, at Randy J. Cruz on Twitter, and also Two Out of Three Falls Pod on Twitter. So the last couple of weeks I've been doing the um trivia question for those who want to win a wrestling DVD that, that that I post out on Twitter quite a few times. So if you want a free DVD, all you have to do is answer the trivia question that I'm going to give out right now. Uh hit me up at Randy J Cruz with the correct answer first, and if you are that person then you get to pick the DVD uh, from the picture that I send out. Uh, we have two winners already. One from Massachusetts and one from Wisconsin. So, uh, gotta be quick. So the question is, which WrestleMania did Triple H debut the King of Kings theme song? Again, what WrestleMania did Triple H debut the King of Kings theme song hit me up randy j cruz r-e-n-d-y the letter j-c-r-u-z with the correct answer you're the first one you get to pick the dvd you want all right sean ross app fightful.com here we go sean ross app what's up my man how you doing i'm doing great busy week but uh glad glad i get to speak to you man cool man the managing editor for fightful.com i know fightful is uh, still pretty new so I know you were at the other place. Not sure if you want me to say the name, but uh, um, how has it been for you and Fightful so far, man? Yeah, I don't mind mentioning Wrestling Inc. They, they, they were really good to me, but Fightful's been great. Uh, we cover MMA, pro wrestling, boxing. We do a bazillion podcasts a week. We have yeah. real UFC fighters that, that join us on those shows. We have uh, guys like Matt Riddle and Shane Helms who do podcasts. We want to give people a look at MMA and pro wrestling from, from writers perspective, fans from wrestlers, fighters, uh, from businessmen perspective. We, we, we try to get it all for everybody. So how many podcasts you do per week? Because I know you do one like every freaking day, bro. <laughs> yeah. Every, every single weekday, at least six a week, sometimes seven to eight. And wow. like I said, there are some people who like the, the post show reviews and that's all they watch. There are some that only want to listen to fighters or wrestlers like Shane or, or Matt. Then there are some who like, I always joke that my Wednesday show is with Jimmy Van, who, who owns the site. And uh, how often do you get an eccentric millionaire who decided to start a wrestling site and finance it, talking about why he did it? So we, we have those as well. We, we got a lot of stuff over there. I hear that, man. From, from your fan, um, uh, fan base, 
do you notice if they like to hear more about what happens on Raw or what happens on SmackDown? Raw, just because that's out of habit. Uh, SmackDown, I think, is as good of a show as, or probably a better show than Raw, but yeah. it's still that habit and that sense that Monday is the wrestling night and that Raw is more important. But I've noticed a big change because when I was at Wrestling Inc., we didn't even do a SmackDown show. There was no reason to. It was the B show. Right. Nothing important ever happened. But that that tide is turning. Definitely, man. Uh, WrestleMania is this Sunday, WrestleMania 33 in Orlando, Florida. Uh, me and you won't be there. We'll be watching on the network. So um, are you kind of uh, kind of sad that you won't be in Orlando on Sunday? Have you seen the aerial view of the stadium? Yeah, I saw it yesterday, and you commented on the, the ramp thing that I mentioned about yes. Taker. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we will be there. That ramp is so long, we will be there. Like we can we can watch from our home. Yeah, I got sick when I went to San Antonio for the Rumble and I thought about it and I was like, you know what? I like to watch these big shows from my house. I like to watch the Evolves and the NXTs live. Right. But I like to watch these giant shows from home where I can get it all. Plus I got podcasts to do afterwards and if you know, we're new. I want to get the jump. I want to have our podcast kicking off minutes after WrestleMania. And if I was at the venue, it would take me an hour and a half, two hours to get home or to get to a hotel where maybe the internet would be good enough to run a podcast. So yeah, I bit the bullet and, and stayed home this year, but yeah, outside of seeing people, I, I don't regret not going at all. So how many WrestleManias have you been to in your life, Sean? Zero. And it's Never. probably the way it'll stick. Zero. I might go to New Orleans next year. If they do one in Indianapolis, I'll go. If like some unbelievable thing happens, I'll go. But otherwise I like I said, man, I prefer to stay home. Well, I've been to one and that was uh WrestleMania twenty nine here in New York, New Jersey. Um again. I'm a fan that likes to watch those shows at home. You hear the commentary and everything, and but just being there live, it, it, it's a, it's one heck of a experience. And, and they had the big Statue of Liberty right in the middle of the of the, of the ring, and um, pretty pretty cool card. It was it was kind of cold here and up here in April in New York, so um, yeah. But it, it's amazing how they had WrestleMania, you know, they, they had WrestleMania one at the garden, which I was like two years old. So obviously I wasn't going there, but they had 10 and 20 at the garden and I never went for whatever reason. I don't know. So I, I might've missed out on going on three, but going to 29 and seeing that car with the rock and Cena and seeing a punk taker, pretty cool. But, um, I, I wanted to go to Orlando. I got family there, but I don't know, man, maybe I'm just like you trying to watch the big show at home. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Had I been, uh, my age back in like 92, I think it was when WrestleMania was at the Hoosier Dome. I'd have been there, but yeah. Hoosier Dome shut down now. I don't know where they could, I mean, they could run in uh, the Colt Stadium, but just like in New York, it might be too cold. They had to put heat in the, in the ring yeah. for the New York show. Definitely. So yeah, man, we got WrestleMania so I, this week. and uh, Go ahead, sorry. No problem. We got, we got WrestleMania this week. I want to know with all the podcasts you've been doing and all this uh, build-up, how excited or not excited are you for the pay-per-view on Sunday? I'm excited for it. I think the in-ring wrestling will deliver Saturday and Sunday. Then you 
not to mention the Evolve and Progress and WWN and Ring of Honor and all that stuff that's going on this weekend. Yeah. I think the, the NXT show Saturday, I think in, in the ring is going to be incredible. I think the WrestleMania show Sunday will be a big gauge for WWE because for the last several years, it ha- the main event has been a part-time guy and a full-time guy. And you're going to be full of part-time guys on this show. And that just seems to be the way that they like to do things. If in the ring it fails miserably, I could see them maybe saying, we need to take a step back from this. Because when you have a, a Lesnar, a Goldberg, a Triple H, an Undertaker, a Shane McMahon, all those guys in your top matches, and even Chris Jericho to a degree, he's he's full-time, but he he does full-time, part-time, if that makes any sense then they they may take a step back and reevaluate the way that they're they're constructing these shows but i'm still excited for it i think that there are some really really interesting matchups on this show and as we've seen in the past everything seems like a foregone conclusion like uh, naturally they they do they do this because they're building for the future they don't seem to care about building for the future so I, i'm really excited to see how that goes down yeah, man, just just the names you mentioned alone of people who were in the freaking Attitude Era, <laughs> the new generation era, still performing. You got you, Taker, Jericho, Goldberg, Brock, Shane, Hunter. It's like, like the oldest guy we had was Taker. He, he debuted in 1990, and he's still performing in 2017. So imagine, imagine if at WrestleMania 14 in the Garden, it was... Bruno San Martino versus Ivan Koloff in the main event <laughs> instead of Shawn Michaels, Steve Austin. That's what we're getting now. I mean, yeah. what if Bob Backlund was on the show and and Pedro Morales? Like, that's what we're getting now. And then that, that would not have flown back then. It, I, you know, it, it's it's a shame that some of these guys aren't getting the spotlight that they, they maybe deserve, but eventually I hope that some of these guys are some of these older guys are used to really accentuate the future. Oh, and I, and I cannot forget gold dust and big show who are also on the card. So yeah, can't forget those two guys. Yeah. Well, I mean, big shows in the best shape he's ever been in. So more Absolutely. power to him. Yeah. I want to, I want to ask you this. Um, what is the, what do you make of the, the fascination and the fixation of the company that, that that they have now with Goldberg, where he was a WCW guy, he he performed at one WrestleMania, had a had a small run with the company years ago, but now in his comeback, he's like the way they're portraying him is like he's unstoppable at 49, 50 years old, and he's taking out the top guy who you built years a uh, few few years prior. Um, with Brock and, and beating the streak with Taker, becoming uh, a multiple-time champion, and now you get Goldberg coming back to the company, and it's like they're making him seem to be like the biggest uh, star in the world. What's your What's your thoughts on that? On how they've been been portraying Goldberg uh, recently, where Brock Lesnar can't get can't can't do anything with him right now. Well, it's a, it's a neat story because we've never seen that happen to Brock Lesnar. I have some problems with it from a logistical standpoint, from a, a building a guy standpoint. I mean, Brock Lesnar was the guy you had beat Undertaker. Right. Brock Lesnar is also the guy that you let go over to UFC, and then when he did, he beat a top 10 fighter in Mark Hunt 
regardless of what substance he was taking, he beat Mark Hunt, and that's not easy to do. Goldberg and his push right now is short-term financial gain at the expense of long-term financial gain because had that been Roman Reigns who did this to Brock Lesnar, people would probably be like, man, he's shoving us down his throat and all that stuff. But look at the reaction Roman Reigns is getting now. And if he beats Undertaker on Sunday, he's going to be reviled. And he's shown no fear. He's shown no intimidation. It's the Roman Reigns I've wanted to see for a long time. What I what I think about Goldberg is I'm just like, man, why wasn't that Braun Strowman? Why wasn't that somebody else? You, I mean, you didn't have to have a title on Goldberg. You do not need a no. title on Bill Goldberg to tell this story. You don't. Because he got eliminated from the Royal Rumble, so you don't have to have him win that title for Brock Lesnar to want his rematch. I think it's weird considering the – the, the the relationship Goldberg and WWE have had and how he's trashed them in the past, but maybe that that says something for building bridges in the future, and uh, rebuilding br- bridges rather. I just think it's weird. Now, if Roman Reigns goes out and beats the Undertaker Sunday night, gets a lot of heat, then the next night Brock Lesnar or Brock Lesnar's you know touting his victory, his championship win. And somehow, because you know that that Raw after WrestleMania is big, it's almost like a pay per view in its own. Right. I would do Roman Reigns Goldberg main event that night, because I mean you're going up against the NCAA finals. Uh, you got to put something big on. And I would have Reigns do the Goldberg treatment. I would have Reigns beat Goldberg thirty seconds and say I did what Brock Lesnar couldn't even do in thirty seconds. Then you've built towards your future, whether it's a guy that people necessarily want or not. It's just weird, man. It's just weird. He's 50. He fell down throwing an Eater Rusev. <laughs> yeah, he's 50. Taker is what? 50. He's, he, 52. He's 52. We had we had Sting at 50 whatever at, at WrestleMania 31. We had Triple H still going. So I I, I get your point of the the the, the quote unquote old guard still performing at these WrestleManias. And, and again, I don't mind them performing if they're like the first match or two. But if they're taking up the, the top spots, that's the problem where that I have where Goldberg, where nobody's seen him in 15-whatever years, he comes back, he's a champion, he, he's untouchable. Brock can't, can't get one finger on him. And like you said, Goldberg did not need the belt. And and this leads to my next question, where to me I still feel uh, feel that Kevin Owens should have been champion walking into WrestleMania. I still feel that AJ Styles should have been champion walking into WrestleMania. But you have Bray Wyatt, uh, which I have no problem with. I, I, I'm a big Bray Wyatt fan, and Goldberg sure. as a champion. So as a fan, and plus you know they're still young compared to to Goldberg and these guys. Were you kind of upset where AJ? And Kevin Owens had the belt on their respective programs for quite some time, held out, held down their brands for so long. And once we get to WrestleMania season, it's all right, drop the belt to John Cena. All right, drop the belt to Goldberg. Were you upset Kevin Owens and AJ are not walking into WrestleMania as their respective brand champions? Yeah, it kind of was, especially yeah, because the Owens Jericho thing was a hot enough angle to run that as a top flight match and it is a top flight match but with the title Goldberg Lesnar didn't need the title uh, Orton Wyatt kind of did uh because nobody was really going to care about that but the thing is 
the Royal Rumble winner should be in the main event of WrestleMania, in my opinion. I'm I'm old school in that regard. I think that the winning the Royal Rumble should mean something, and it just hasn't over like the last ten years. And as we've mentioned, like I don't even mind a part timer or an old guy being in the main event. But here's the thing: last year it was Triple H, he was in it. The year before that, it was Brock Lesnar, he was in it, he was a part timer. The year before that, Batista, he was around for a few months. The year before that, The Rock. The year before that, The Rock. <laughs> the year before that, The Rock was the the special enforcer, the host, and he got involved. So it's every single year now. Before that, Taker was showing. Yeah, and and Undertaker at that point had, had slowed down a lot. I think they were both. I think they worked pretty good schedules at that at that point, but they would take months off at a time. It's disappointing when you invest all year into people. And then what WWE tells you as well, only three or four months matter. That bothers me. That really bothers me. And AJ carried that brand. Now him losing that title was natural for this matchup with Shane McMahon, because he did get to say, I have carried this brand. But yeah. I, I mean, I would have liked to have seen that, but if this leads to bigger and better things for AJ, then, and I don't know what bigger and better could be than him running the brand, but y- you never know what trick they have up their sleeve. Yeah, I, I know me and you will, will run down the card in a few, but my thing is, you know, how do they how do they set up what's going to be happening at the WrestleMania? Yeah, we get Mania on Sunday, we get all these all these matches, but it's like, all right, what do you think happens to Goldberg on Raw going forward? Is Brock the champion? Who is now, if Brock is the champion, who is the top three contenders from raw is, is it reigns? Is it Seth when he's, you know, fully healthy? Is it, what do you do with Finn Balor when he, when he comes back? He, he never lost the championship. Goldberg, does he go home and say, you know what? I'm done. I'm retired. Like those are the questions that, that need to be answered post WrestleMania. And, and I hope that they do that. Yeah. Well, allegedly, we're going to see a year long build to Reigns Lesnar. That's allegedly. Mm-hmm. If they do that, if if Brock Lesnar is a is a heel, then you you can get a match out of Finn Balor, you can get a couple matches out of Seth Rollins, and that might be it. I mean, he might wrestle only 5 6 pay-per-views over the next year. You never know what his schedule will be. Maybe he took on additional dates, but this is the last year on Lesnar's contract. If he wins that title and they really do the year build, then you can get your your three or four or five matches out of uh, out of a few of those baby faces, maybe even a Jericho because Jericho is as over as he's ever been. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with doing a, a Lesnar versus Owens match or or a, a heel versus heel match. But you you never know from a month to month basis how people will react to Reigns and how they'll react to Lesnar. So that that'll be that'll be kind of neat. Yeah, and. You know, um, this would be the first WrestleMania with the whole brand split, and I know we're about to be, you know, close to a year with the with the official brand split. And I want to get we've seen SmackDown have their pay per views, we've seen Raw have their pay per views, and we see the the joint collaboration with Survivor Series and, and the Royal Rumble. But I want to get your thoughts on what you've seen so far with the brand split. It coming to now WrestleMania, where you know you're getting both brands on the card what's your thoughts on the brand split as we head into wrestlemania smackdown needs some more top flight stars which is it's weird it's a two-hour show and it's a much better show in my opinion but you you often 
you have American Alpha as the tag champs, but like, or or you did American yeah. Alpha and Usos as the tag champs, but a lot of times they're not even on the show. Like they're not even on on the program. Then out of nowhere, it's like okay, tag title match. Some of those guys. They, they lose some of that. A few years ago when they switched Raw to three hours, I was excited because you had The Shield and CM Punk and Del Rio. And you had this crazy group of in-ring talent. Uh, the Rhodes brothers were really good back then. The Usos were getting over. And you could have like these 30-minute six-man tag matches and splinter off and do singles matches based on that. Now you've got half that roster on Raw, so you've got a lot of filler. You've got Titus O'Neil doing whatever it is they have him doing whenever he comes out and he he'll end up facing gold dust and it's like what are you doing for 10 minutes mm. that hurts raw but i mean raw gets the first pick of the part-timers they usually get the first pick i mean they got like bailey uh, as a free agent in the middle of the year that, that's a big benefit uh, i think that if whenever they do the draft and the call-ups it will really really help things because they had enough talent to facilitate this brand split and I think it's it's been pretty well executed, especially better executed than it was at the end of the last brand split. But yeah, you just you just got to make some use of the talent. NXT is starting to reload finally, and I think it's looking pretty promising. In your opinion, who would benefit from a trade from SmackDown to Raw, and who would benefit from a trade from Raw to SmackDown? Uh, Gallows and Anderson would benefit even though they're tag champions going to SmackDown because them with AJ Styles is, is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, I think that that is a, a, a top flight trio right there. And even though they're the tag champions, they've lost a lot in not having an AJ or a Finn Balor and they work better with AJ because AJ kind of has that sense of humor and Finn's isn't really there. From SmackDown, probably an Apollo Crews needs something. Apollo Crews probably just needs a heel turn, to be honest with you. Because <laughs> uh, he, he, they have him so bland, so bland. So happy. <laughs> Kalisto probably to Raw would be good because then he could be on 205 Live and he's just doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Just doing nothing. And really, I don't know. Maybe Baron Corbin would do better on Raw. That, that's really the extent of it, but I don't know. I think that Corbin would get lost in the shuffle. I think he's a, pretty close to getting maybe a main event slot if one guy goes down on that SmackDown brand. So I don't know, man. There's there's a lot of guys who are really benefiting from SmackDown that I don't know if it would be good if they went to Raw. Maybe a Rhino and a Heath Slater would be better on Raw because they've had their SmackDown run, and it seems like they're not getting on TV. Um. I think for me, you know, in in the beginning would have been like, all right, if Cesaro was on SmackDown, he'll be doing a lot more than what he was doing on Raw. Um, The same way I feel about Dolph Ziggler going to Raw, maybe he can, you know, revitalize something with that character now that he's a heel. And I I guess maybe Dean Ambrose going to Raw where you can finally get that Shield reunion for the summertime. Yeah. Because you can't do it without him and you can't do it without him being on Raw. So, and plus him being Intercontinental Champion hasn't really been all that, all that great compared to what The Miz was doing and and him and back and forth with Dolph. So, like, Dean is the Intercontinental Champion, but it's like, okay, (laughs) basically... If I were if I were WWE, I, well, one I would have saved the Shield Triple Threat for a WrestleMania main event right. because it is a WrestleMania main event. 
those three guys should have been this generation's rock stone cold and triple H. And it's not tough to figure out which one would have been which, because there are so many parallels between Seth Rollins and triple H Roman reigns and the rock and Ambrose and Austin, but they really fumbled with all three of them in that regard. But I still think that is a legit go on last at WrestleMania thing. And they could still do it. Like, they're, they didn't mention, they didn't say that Randy Orton had to face Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. They, the old rule had been you pick who you face. So, yeah, you know, they, they could have Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns set up for WrestleMania. But if Dean Ambrose wins the Royal Rumble, he could show up on Raw and say, listen, I'm still a SmackDown guy, but I get to decide which championship I want to want to square off for. Or. Yeah, that that can happen. I think they should do that in the future. Uh, but uh, other than that, I mean, you really, once you get closer to the summer, you'll see who needs the change more, who needs the change most. But man, if SmackDown loses Dean Ambrose, they better get somebody back because he's really all they got in the mid card who's been somewhat protected outside of Corbin. I know you mentioned earlier the American Alpha and, and Usos and their tag team championship uh, match and everything, but that's. That's the only match, the only title to not be, as of now, with taping this before SmackDown. You never know what, what might happen later. But right now, the Usos and the SmackDown Tag Team Championship is not on the card right now. It's six hours long. I hope it gets added. <laughs> it, it, it might go on the um, the kickoff with uh, Neville and um, Austin Aries, which, uh, which is a match that I don't think should be on the kickoff, but I don't work for the company, but it is what it is. Sure. But that should be on the main card. Yeah, we're, we're at 13 matches right now. Last year was 12 matches. Jeez. So uh, it's, hard, it's hard to say. Not only that, it's like how many guys are they going to put in this Battle Royal because you have all the 205 Live dudes too. The show two years ago was nine matches. I mean, geez, we're we're gonna be looking at twenty match Royal or twenty match WrestleManias in a couple of years. Right now, they have thirteen people in the Battle Royal. Thirteen. Yeah, that, that's gonna be more like thirty or forty, <laughs> probably. Man. So, comparing to what we saw for WrestleMania thirty-two, we had a lot of guys and and, and girls injured: John Cena, Randy Orton, uh, Nikki Bella. Sting at the time, um, Seth Rollins, I can go on and on, Cesaro. So a lot of those guys missed WrestleMania last year, so now they get inserted to matches this year. And plus the build for last year w was pretty decent, was okay, but everybody knew that, that you weren't going to have the star power as you should have if, if, if everybody was healthy. Do you like the way the build has been going for WrestleMania 33 and the matches that are going to be portrayed on Sunday? Yes, some of them. Miz, Cena, I think, has been just awesome. Uh, Shane, AJ, despite how I feel about it, I think it's been great. Undertaker, Reigns, good. Rollins, Triple H, good. The story they've told with Goldberg and Lesnar, I like it. The Wyatt Orton thing, not necessarily. Owens, Jericho has been masterful. Yeah, I, I like the majority of those. The Alexa Bliss thing, it is what it is. I mean, there was no well, other way, I guess, you could tell that story. But, yeah, I've liked it. Some of it's generic, like the Raw tag team stuff. That's kind of generic. But other than that, yeah, I've really I've, – I've enjoyed the build. And I'll have a lot of people say, oh, you've enjoyed the build, but you trash Raw so often. Well, Raw's a three-hour <laughs> show every week. Just because they do a good thing here and there doesn't mean that I'm always going to enjoy the, the vast majority of that show.
Are you surprised that there's 13 matches here and now one of them include the New Day? Yeah. Yeah, they they deserved a match, but I guess they wanted to utilize them in a different manner, and that's that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. You could have done something really good with a New Day, even if you had them face each other in like a friendly competitive match or something like that. I mean, they could have got away with that. They strike me as the kind of guys that could have a match and get along with each other and say, we want to do this at WrestleMania and uh, maybe do something. And I, I don't know what they could possibly put up as stakes, but yeah, because what are they going to do? Are they going to have them in pre-tapes all night? Like, like they had the last two weeks that, that ain't going to fly. Yeah. My, my hoping was that they would host WrestleMania and, do something in the middle of the ring and welcome the crowd and all that other shit and and then for what we what we've been hearing about the Hardys might be coming back and maybe they get you know interrupted by the Hardys or some other tag team on the on the uh, up and coming and boom you have your new day against whoever it might be or maybe they just want them to sell their freaking ice cream on at WrestleMania which I don't I'm not a big fan of that. Sorry, what was that? I lost you for a second. No, I was saying that if you know for for the new day, as opposed to just being the host, they could run an angle where, yeah, they'll be the host, but they get interrupted by like a Hardys if they if we could, you know we keep hearing it. That they, would be yeah. That would be that would be good stuff. That would be good stuff. I would be very interested in that. Yeah. Yeah, but you know that ain't, that's not gonna happen. This is why like me and you need jobs over there to kind of help them out. But if you want to bring somebody <laughs> back or um. The tag team from NXT that has been dying to, to to have the call up come up at WrestleMania, interrupt the new day, and boom, you have your new program for Raw. Well, there are two teams you could do that with Ciampa and Gargano, and you could put them in the the two hundred five Live division and really revitalize that, or the revival on either brand. The revival would fit on either brand and do well. All right, real quick before we get to the card. Um, how quick do we see Finn Balor back on Raw? Gosh, I hope he shows up Sunday in the whatever type of fight that he and Ra- that Triple H and Rollins are going to have. I would imagine Tri- or Samoa Joe gets involved, and Finn Balor is the is the equalizer. And you think he's going to do that demon walk all the way down that freaking ramp? <laughs> Oh man, no! Because it'll probably be a run-in. By the time he does that, the match is over. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, I'm. I wonder how those because they had they had to switch it up and start saying match and stuff with Triple H and Rollins because I wonder how how can you have a fight when you're <laughs> when you got to walk like a half a mile to the ring like the heat. You know, by then, you just decide you're not mad at the person anymore. Yeah. We're chatting with uh, Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful.com. He's on Twitter at Sean Ross Sapp. Um, all right, WrestleMania 33 card. Here we go, Sean. Um, the Battle Royal, Mojo, Apollo, Big Show, Kurt Hawkins, Braun Strowman, <laughs> Goldust, R-Truth, Primo. Yeah, very yeah, very uh, epic go. Curtis Axel, Bo Dallas, Jinder Mahal, Sami Zayn. As of now, who should win the Battle Royal, Sean? Braun Strowman should. Absolutely. <laughs> Unless, like, maybe a Samoa Joe is in there, then you get them face-to-face, and that would be a cool moment. But I, I would say Braun Strowman. Or if Samoa Joe and Braun Strowman are face-to-face and they're battling it out, 
I think it would be poetic justice to have Sami Zayn do the old Shawn Michaels Vader Yoko elimination where he tosses out both of them. So that the the battle royal, from what I see, would be on the pre-show. All right, so that's on the pre-show. Also, we have Neville, Austin Aries. For now, it's on the pre-show. For they now. they move that stuff all the time. They moved last year's days before the event. Yeah, but that match should be on the pre-show show. That should be on the main show, right? Well, it depends. I would love to see Braun Strowman eliminate every single person from that battle royal, all like 30 or 40 of them. And if that were the case, I would want that to be on the main show. But, I mean, I guess it'll be on USA Network and a bunch of people will see it. Neville, Austin Aries, Cruiserweight Championship. Who wins, Sean? As Alex said on, on Monday's show, I think there's a lot more they can do with Neville, especially if like a Ciampa and Gargano end up getting called up. You've got a couple challengers for him. I, I thought that Aries would be a lot hotter with the crowds than he has been the last couple of weeks, but I think I think that Neville probably gets it done. Yeah, I think so too. I, I'm a fan of the heel turn, the king of the cruiserweight, he, you know, uh, slogan been he's been great. using um, just a different dynamic different character um, so yeah I think Neville would and plus I think it's too quick for Austin Aries to win anyway yeah there's there's a, you need a chase there you need him to get wronged who else we got triple threat tag team ladder match for the Raw Tag Team Championship Luke Gallows Carl Anderson Enzo Big Cass Cesaro and Sheamus who goes over Maybe Cesaro and Sheamus, if Sheamus can make it to the damn show, did you see that cut on his eye? No, I did not. What happened? Oh, man. He got busted open on Monday night. It was sick. But Cesaro and Sheamus would be nice, a nice way to kind of bring some finality to the, the Mick Foley thing. Maybe Mick Foley, well, I would say Mick Foley will come out to the ring, but he, you're not going to see a lot of that like guys popping up for celebrations because that ramp is so damn long unless he has like a scooter or something. Now sidebar, since you mentioned Mick Foley, you know, on, on TV, he's not, he's no longer the GM for raw. And I'm not a, I'm not a big fan. Like she, she does a great job. She, like Stephanie does a great job where the, you're watching at home. You feel like I can't stand Stephanie, but for the GM spot, Anybody you've been hearing or some kind of candidates that you feel like that could be beneficial in that spot until Mick Foley comes back for the GM spot? I think it should be Kurt Angle. That would be the right move to make. Yeah, I can I can see that I can see that happening. Yeah. I wouldn't mind that. I, I think Mick Foley did a lot of his great work in the last couple of weeks on the microphone. Um he did. Going back and forth with Stephanie and Triple H and I think out of the entire time he was GM, the 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 the, the last three weeks were just phenomenal. Yeah, that was that was some of Mick Foley's greatest stuff, and that really made Stephanie rise to the occasion and Triple H too. I think they all played off of each other in just a fantastic manner. I, at that point, I was like, no, I, I don't want Mick to go anymore. So I guess what they laid down worked because I didn't want to see him go. And I, I think he probably shows up at Mania as a guest of Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon. Okay. Yeah. We also have the SmackDown women's championship. We have Alexa bliss, Becky Lynch, Natalia, Mickey James, Carmella, 
and others to be announced. Who do you have and who else should we expect to see in this match? I think Naomi will win. I think maybe you'll see a Maria Kanellis and a Kelly Kelly, maybe a Victoria show up in the match. And I heard that even Marie's contract is no longer going to be a, what you call it? She, she ain't coming back, basically. That's what I heard. Yeah, she, I mean, she, they could have her show up here. I think that'd be a great way to write her off is have her get absolutely murked right here. Because <laughs> I think you should have some finality to some of these storylines. If you're not going to use people, write them off. I mean, they did it with Muhammad Hassan. I actually wrote a long article about him once. They kill him off. Kill some people off. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, cause I'm like, what? She's been, quote-unquote, suspended since SummerSlam, and you can't find a way to put her on TV since August? Well, she had, her thing was that she had just avoided wrestling, and she had never wrestled. I would, I would just have her show up there, <laughs> get like killed by Becky Lynch or something, and that's it. I mean, because she, she, she had a hot character going for a while. It was like, I was watching SmackDown yeah. to see Eva Marie do her, her little intro and, and not wrestle. I was like, wow, that was that was great. Yeah, that was a good angle, and it was, it was a good way to give her time to practice wrestling. But they never did anything with it. <laughs> we have Dean Ambrose, Baron Corbin, Intercontinental Championship. I heard this might be the first match. I could be wrong, but... Who do you have? Baron Corbin, Dean Ambrose. Corbin in about six minutes with the end of days in the middle of the ring. And then what the hell do you do with Dean Ambrose going forward on SmackDown? He probably gets a world title shot or something. Because that makes sense. You lose the Intercontinental title and then they put you in a world title match. That's what somehow seems to happen. All right. I think uh, I wouldn't mind seeing Baron Corbin win. Um I just think Dean Ambrose as Intercontinental Champion isn't doing much for me anyway. So um, I think Baron Corbin goes over. Who else we got? Mixed tag match. Cena, Nikki Bella, The Miz, and Maurice. Oh, you know Cena and Nikki are winning, and they're going to hit the their finishes and the STF at the same time. And maybe John Cena proposes. Maybe maybe we'll get that. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know, but... This this is a really this is almost like a reward for the Miz and how well he and Maurice have been for the last year. So them being in this spot, keep in mind, I mean, Miz headlined to WrestleMania with John Cena before, right. and nobody ever thought he would get back to that spot, and he has been great. Yeah, I think he's he's one person that going forward, whoever's the champion, Bray, Randy Orton, that he seeing the, the Miz with another championship match. And being champion is something that we all should see this year. And I think he had a great, phenomenal 2016 in the ring, on the microphone, top-notch matches, you know, with, with Dolph Ziggler. Uh, pretty pretty much brought the prestige back to, to, the, to the icy title. Um, yeah. Seeing him as champion would be just, you know, pretty much icing on the cake, basically. Yeah, he raised the profile of that championship, and that's not easy to do these days. He and Dolph Ziggler had great matches, and The Miz has just been the best. His feud with Daniel Bryan on the mic has been one of the best things about wrestling, in my opinion, over the past, since the brand split. So, yeah, I think Cena and Bella will win, but it gives Miz more fuel to complain and whine and do his gimmick, and I love it. 
We have Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens for the highly coveted U.S. championship. Who do you got? <laughs> yeah, I think Kevin Owens is going to win this. And this kind of, this raises the profile of the U.S. title, too. But Owens should win this. All right, so Jericho should still be with the company after WrestleMania, right? I could be wrong. Yeah, and I think if Lesnar is going away for a little bit, I think this is to get the United States Championship on a high-profile guy. That way it can be on these these uh, single-branded shows, I guess. We got a fatal four-way elimination match for the Raw Women's Championship. Nia Jax, Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair, and Bailey. Who goes over? I think Sasha Banks turns heel at the very end, cheats, and beats Bailey. I'm with you. Because you got to fresh, you got to freshen it up a little bit. You got to freshen that division up. I tell you right now, Sean. I, I, Bailey is good, but I, I'm just not a fan of her being a champ, or maybe I'm just not a fan of her character on the main roster. It's the difference of her character on NXT, and everybody loved it. Now, in the main roster is. You know, more people, more eyeballs. It's like, uh, I don't know. I'm not into it. Wait, wait till WrestleMania. You'll see oh, it, my friend. God. You'll see why. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I, I, I get that. But to your point of a Sasha Hill turn, long overdue. It should have been done. But I, I, I would say it should have been done a, a while ago. But this is the, the prime time to do it at WrestleMania. I, I, I'm all for it. Because even Sasha, as... A, 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 a baby face kind of dwindled down months ago, right? Yeah, she's trash on the mic as a baby face, and she's not that much better on the mic as a heel, but I guess we'll get to hear her say, because I'm the boss, over and over again. <laughs> because I'm Great the in the ring, though. Awesome in the ring. Yeah, because I'm the boss, and this has been my life, you know, my lifelong dream. I'm like, give me the NXT Sasha Banks when her and and Bailey went at it at the Barclays Center. That's the Sasha Banks we all need to see right now. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm with you, man. Shane McMahon, AJ Styles. Right now, there's there's no stipulation to the match. Just a basic uh, singles match. AJ Shane, who do you got? Yeah, I think they'll they'll make this a no DQ match before before it happens. I think AJ wins. AJ should win. AJ is the the guy, the full time guy in all of WWE, in my opinion. He is he is something special. And I've had people tell me that Vince McMahon on many occasions has said, "Wish we would have signed him sooner." Because I don't think that Vince McMahon ever thought AJ Styles could be this. And now he's trusting him in the ring with his son. That, that says a lot about uh, Vince McMahon's opinion of AJ Styles. And Shane would do should do a lot better than what he did last year with, with, with Taker. Oh, yeah. I, I think this will be a much better match. Uh, AJ Styles at this stage versus Undertaker at that stage. And you don't have – I mean, everybody was just waiting for the big spot last year. That's what they were doing. They were waiting for the big spot. This year, you got AJ in the ring. Every spot could be a big spot. And from what I've been hearing and seeing, they, they, they're building that freaking roller coaster thing at the top of the ramp or some, something like that. <laughs> so people already had their, their minds rolling. Oh, the, the roller coaster is for Shane McMahon. I'm like, 
all right, we, we saw the Hell in a Cell last year. Ain't no way Shane jumping off no freaking roller coaster. Like, all right, <laughs> at some point, you got <laughs> to stop doing that shit, man, for real. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see a roller coaster jump. <laughs> I mean, hey, if it's 15 feet high, like the Hell in a Cell, by all means, go for it. But I'm not in the mood to see that because that, that jump last year, that 20-foot jump was uh, – even watching at home was pretty like, ugh, I don't know, Shane. <laughs> I think you should climb down. <laughs> he pulled it off, though, man. Definitely. He did it as good. Like, I don't know if anybody could have done it any better. Okay, but but but, but why miss, though? What's, why have him climb up, do the whole thing, do the prayer, and him miss? Why have Taker move? Because Taker's not going to take that. Oh, God. That'd have killed him. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of Taker, we have Undertaker, Roman Reigns. Uh, this match can go either way. But which way do you think it goes on Sunday, Sean? I think Roman Reigns should dominate the match. It should be a one-sided beatdown, and then he should win. Like, I don't think it should even be close. I think that the, the Roman Reigns has showed no fear no terror, no intimidation, and he should go in there. He should just straight up Debo him. My bike, punk. Take the take the yard. It's his yard now, and he he'll he'll leave no doubt. That's why I think should happen. I think it'll be competitive, and Reigns will win though. And if that happens, the fans will boo him. They'll hate him more. Sure. Does that does that really lead to a heel turn for Reigns, or does he stay the course of being? This is I'm the guy. This is my yard. What lane do we see from Reigns if he beats Taker? Well, if you believe Triple H, he says that Roman Reigns is already a heel. But that isn't the case. We all know better than that. And that's, that's an insult to our intelligence. And that's what it all boils down to. We don't like our intelligence insulted. That's why people turned on Roman Reigns. We, we see what you're doing here. And that's not what the fans want. That's, we don't like that, well, here you go, and you're going to like it. Even if you don't like applesauce, we're going to feed it to you, and you're going to eat the applesauce. That, that's the big problem. But, yeah, Reigns is going to get booed, and I, the last couple of weeks he's really embraced it and just been like, you like yeah. me, you like me, you don't, you don't, that's cool. He doesn't need to be the, the fake put-on accent John Cena and stuff and reference it every single week like, like John Cena does. He just needs to be Roman Reigns and – Look Look at his cousins. Look at how the Usos transformed themselves. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. That, I'm not asking Roman Reigns to be all extra like, like they are, but, I mean, just, just, be, just be himself. And, and natural, a guy like The Rock got over doing that. I think the mic work he displayed when Shawn Michaels was there on Raw a few weeks ago, the, you know, them two going back and forth, I thought that was pretty, you know, you, you start seeing signs of like, all right, you know, Roman Reigns going at Shawn Michaels. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, good to see you, but I didn't call you out knowing that that would get a reaction from the crowd. And it, it, even on, on Monday on Raw where, you know, the fans were chanting Taker's name and he was like, oh, he, he said something where the crowd didn't like it. But I think him him embracing that can kind of make him feel more comfortable because I think him being a good guy and saying I'm the guy and this and this and, and this and that, I think he needs to be – a whether it's a full-blown heel, I don't know yet, but the more you embrace that, and I think if he wins at, at WrestleMania against Taker, it's going to be 
you know, him on a whole different level where he don't have to do much at a microphone or that much in the ring where his character by itself would take him to a whole different level. Yeah, absolutely. I think he could be the biggest star of this generation, even as a baby face, but he's got to have that definitive heel run first because a, a heel turn for Roman Reigns is a face turn for Roman Reigns. So what do you think we get? What do you think the future holds for Taker? In the event he loses, is, is this the final WrestleMania? Or do you think we have one more? Is, is there one more match that you see him having? Could we... We all speculated it, it, it could have been him and Cena at this WrestleMania. That that did not happen. So do you think this could be the final one? Or do you think when that final match happens, it'll be uh, Cena and Taker um, down the road? I think that maybe he in the future, even if this is his quote-unquote last one, he could do like a rock spot from last year where he shows up, he choke slams and tombstones some guy and pins them. That could happen because, I mean, WrestleMania is all about nostalgia. And if The Undertaker can deliver a choke slam and tombstone at 70 or 57, 58 years old, he'll do it. Seth Rollins, Triple H, non sanctioned match. We're going with Seth, right? Yeah. And if I were to do it, I'd have Triple H come out, then I'd have Seth Rollins come out. And then I would have Samoa Joe in that ring. I would have maybe his music hit or something. Or Triple H say, I got somebody here. Then I would have Seth Rollins say, uh, so do I. And Balor comes out and evens the odds. And then eventually it all breaks down because you reintroduce a character like Finn Balor in a major storyline. I mean, maybe they'll hold off until the next night, but I would put him on this show just to let these casual fans know this Finn Balor guy is on the level of everybody you're seeing in the ring. Uh, he's he's of this spot, even though he's a little smaller. He looks a little bit different. I, I would do that. But Seth Rollins needs to win this. He needs to win this. It's the right thing to do. All right, so let me ask you this. I saw somebody put it on Twitter yesterday. I think it was um, at Russell Rap. They said, um, could this be, now in the, knowing that it's a non-sanctioned match, could we see Seth Rollins not only win the match, but win the match by using the curb stomp? That would be awesome. That would be, I hadn't even thought about that, but that would be phenomenal. And uh, they would have to reference that, say that Triple H quietly banned that move and gave him the the pedigree. That, that would be phenomenal. So I think if, if Seth wins on that on that you know that way i think it'll shock everybody in that fucking stadium right <laughs> oh yeah and it would it would blow up too it'd be awesome because everybody knows and even if they don't know they're they're going to lean over to their their neighbor in the stadium and say oh what and then it'll be explained i that would be a phenomenal way to end that match well in the event they do uh, I want to give a shout out to at Russell Rap, and and if they don't do it that Definitely. way, I just want to you know make that point out there. Um, we get to the two championship matches. First, the WWE Championship: Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton. Orton won the Royal Rumble. Went back and forth uh, debating whether to fight Bray Wyatt. He burns Bray Wyatt's house down. 
Uh, no, no, no firing, no suspension. He committed arson. He committed <laughs> arson. But doesn't get fired, but AJ put Shane McMahon through a car window. He gets quote-unquote fired the same night. Um, yeah. Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, who do you got? I, I want Bray Wyatt to win, but I, I feel like maybe Randy Orton will because if you look on the Raw and SmackDown side, since September, really since SummerSlam, it's been all heel champions outside of two weeks of John Cena and like the little run that Goldberg has had, which really isn't anything. Other than that, it's been AJ Styles for months and months, Bray Wyatt for over a month and a half, and Kevin Owens since since he won the title that Finn Balor had to vacate. So it should be Bray. It's Bray's time. It's Bray's opportunity to carry thing. And here's the thing. AJ Styles is a babyface. People love AJ Styles. Uh, so I, I would go uh, Bray and AJ moving forward. So I, I think they'll probably pull the trigger on Orton, but if I were making the call, it'd be Bray Wyatt. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked because if, if Raw can have a 50-year-old champion in Goldberg, then why not put the belt back on an already established Randy Orton? So, I mean, I want Bray. I'm a big Bray fan, but if, if they go with Randy, you know, I guess – I'm more like, all right, you put the belt on Randy. What matches can you can you put on for the for, for the title? We seen Orton and AJ a few weeks ago on free TV. Um, you you have Dean Ambrose, and you know you saw that little kind of gesture from Randy to Dean, like a thank you thing to to him beating Baron Corbin. So maybe if Randy has the belt, Dean can kind of you know come up with the ranks with the for the for the for the title, but. You know, John Cena's still out there. The Miz, obviously. But I think you're trying to find out who can have the best matches going forward. But to me, I would want Bray Wyatt to win the match. Yeah, he he is a face of that brand, and he should be. And, of course, the main event. Now, before, you know, obviously Goldberg, Brock Lesnar, Universal Championship. The first time ever the Universal Championship is in the main event at WrestleMania. Um... How long would this match go is the main question. Now, will Goldberg-Brock surpass Bam Bam Bigelow-Lawrence Taylor from WrestleMania 11? <laughs> That's the real question we all want to know. How long was that match? You know what? You give me one second. I'm going to find out right now. Because that 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 went at least just by guessing. But, uh, I'll say this. Lawrence Taylor may be the better worker between he and Goldberg <laughs> at this stage. <laughs> No, my and that God. might be Lawrence Taylor today, like cracked out having trouble with hookers. Lawrence Taylor, like not even, not even ninety five. Lawrence Taylor, Lawrence Taylor, Bam Bam Bigelow went eleven minutes and forty two seconds. Uh, oh, it ain't doing that. It ain't doing eleven minutes. I would immediately have Goldberg spear and jackhammer Brock Lesnar and have Brock Lesnar kick out at one. That's what I would do. And then you set up spot, 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 spot. You do some brawling at ringside. You go through a table. You go through a table. It's going to be a lot of smoke and mirrors. But there is a way. This is the spot. This is the place you can do that. You can hit spear, jackhammer, kick out at one, and that's your first minute. Then they roll out of the – or maybe uh, Goldberg gets up and Lesnar hits an F5, then Goldberg kicks out at one. Then they both roll the outside. They brawl for maybe 
even three or four minutes. You go through a table that eats up another minute. Then you do your finish. Like I think eight minutes is about what this match should be. Damn, Sean, you should take Pat Patterson's job. <laughs> I used to lay out matches for a couple people that I knew did any shows. So fun stuff. So we're we saying no more than five minutes. I think they could get eight out of it. I do. I Between so. if you're doing just spots, finish, spots, finish, spots, finish up. Like, I mean, Goldberg can maybe take one German suplex if you're lucky. He can take an F5 because an F5, I mean, Brock's just heaving you to the ground. Right. And if you take that on your back, your hip, or your face, you're going to take it good. And obviously we, we have Brock Lesnar winning, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do. But, yeah, you never know. You never know. <laughs> because if Goldberg walks out of WrestleMania with the belt, man, then it's like you, you're just damaging Brock Lesnar. You're damaging the whole, you know, I, I guess people, some some care about that, some don't. But I'm like, you can't build up Brock Lesnar to what he was two years ago. And Goldberg is the only guy he cannot beat. The only guy on planet Earth. On, yeah. on on flat planet Earth, the only guy that he cannot defeat is Goldberg, a fifty year old man. So man, it is just it is so weird to me. He beat the Undertaker. He beat he beat the brakes off of John Cena. Yep. And then he beats Mark Hunt, beats the brakes off of him too. And the guy you have him lose to is a guy who was done thirteen years ago. That's so weird to me. So I I. I I would think Brock wins. It's just a matter of how and, and what time frame. Um, Could a scenario I had was like you know Brock wins and you know let's say Roman let's let's say Roman wins the match earlier with Taker and it's like Brock wins hands up go go up in the air and then like Roman Reigns song hits and it's like you kind of you kind of setting up. You know, it may not be the next night on Raw or the following pay per view, but down the road you're gonna see part two with Brock and Roman Reigns um, down the road. So I don't think they're gonna end the show with just Brock with the hands and the belt in the air, fireworks going off, and they say we we'll see you t- tomorrow night on Raw. I think something else might happen in that match. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, I- like I've, finality is a big word that I've used. Uh, I would like I would like a definitive end to this rain or this Goldberg Lesnar thing. But if constructed properly, man, Reigns Lesnar can be good. But everybody knows that as of right now, WrestleMania 34 is Lesnar's last appearance. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean he. Oh yeah, well I guess everybody doesn't know that he signed a three year deal. And his three years is up next year, and there's no chance. Yeah, he, he could always he could always extend that deal. Right, right, right. Yeah, you know, if it's gonna be him and Reigns at 34, you know, New Orleans, I think it's a. a, a and you know what's so funny? Speaking of New Orleans, if let's say he, he doesn't, you know, resign, how fitting was that? Oh, I ended Taker's streak here four years ago, and now this could be my final match in the same fucking building. Yeah, that would that would uh, that would be some nice. That would be a good way to come full circle in that situation. So, Sean, we have thirteen matches to look forward to at WrestleMania. Uh, but they they pretty much start around five o'clock with a, a two hour pre show, and 
going to go to, what, 11.30, six hours of wrestling, not even mentioning NXT the night before, the Hall of Fame on Friday, uh, Access, all that all that stuff. Um, speaking of NXT, Nakamura, Bobby Roode, championship match. Does the reign of Glorious continue, or does Nakamura get the belt back? Yeah, I think Bobby Roode keeps it. I, that division seems to be like, it's not even the NXT, like, the the top talent. It's it's the guys who shouldn't really be in NXT division is what it is. That's what that NXT championship is for. So if Nakamura loses, you know, people are going to be like, oh, he lost. He's coming up. Are we getting that? Or are we still seeing Nakamura in, uh, in um, NXT? I don't know. I, if I were WDB, I would do the draft in like July. That way you can spread out some of these big moments, some of these big happenings. Nakamura is on an international tour in like May or June, so I, th- I think it'll be a little bit. But you never, you never know. So you think they would do the draft again the same way, or they would do like how they did it before, where they just, a couple people might change, like a, like a little mini trade going on? Oh yeah, I think it'll be like uh, maybe they'll do six to eight, maybe six to ten people. Well, six to ten on each brand, and then maybe a little supplemental because it got really bad at the end, where like forty people every draft were changing. Like it was, it was, it was crazy because they would do that supplemental draft that had like thirty people in it, and I was like, that's too much. Yeah. Um... I, I think for the brand split, you know, just to wrap up, I think it's, it was a good idea. A lot of people are getting this shine off on Raw and SmackDown. Some aren't, but I guess that's just the nature of the game. And hopefully going forward, post-WrestleMania, we start seeing guys like Dolph and Sami Zayn and Cesaro, you know, whoever gets more of the shine going forward. Um, what are you looking most forward to post WrestleMania, like what is there a match? Is there a feud? Is this um a certain comeback like Finn Balor coming back? You know what what they can do with Samoa Joe going forward. What are you looking most forward to post WrestleMania? The direction of Roman Reigns. If they will embrace what he's doing right now, or if they will try to force him in the role that they've tried to force him for the past several years. Which people are like, ah, he sells tickets. Well, Brandon Howard of Fightful.com has done several surveys that really indicate there are no giant needle movers outside of Cena. So I mean, that may not be the case. If uh, because maybe they can turn him into a needle mover. That's really the most important thing because to me, they're going to keep him on top for maybe the next ten years, no matter what. So it's important to me. This is a real, real crucial point. Is he going to be somebody that the fans are excited to see for good or for bad or somebody that the fans are just like, Jesus, this again. That, that's what I'm excited to see. All right. And the one match you are most excited to see on Sunday. Ooh, on Sunday. Gosh, I'd probably just have to say AJ Styles versus it could be AJ Styles versus a broomstick. And I would be excited to see it. <laughs> It'd probably be that. Uh, Seth Rollins versus Triple H, I, I would have to say edges that out, though, because I don't know what Seth Rollins can do. He's cleared. He's, he's okay to go. But mentally, last time he tore up his knee, it took him several months to get back to the place where he was before. Right. And it was only right before he hurt his knee again that that, that really started to happen. So, Also, I want to see if they, want, they incorporate Joe and Finn Balor into it. 
I agree, man. I, I, you know, what they do with Joe, how they incorporate Finn Balor, and how to, you know, he, how the fact that he never lost his championship. How did they get him back to the main uh, title picture, knowing that Brock is going to have the belt for quite some time? So we, Finn Balor may not even get in that picture for for quite some time. Maybe the summertime. Maybe uh, try to see what what they do with him. Maybe if Nakamura and and those guys get 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 called up, and see how you know the tag team division can get bolstered up. Um, both Raw and SmackDown, we keep hearing the Hardys and and, and the revival and, and these guys coming. Uh, remains to be seen. Also, you said Kurt Angle could be the GM of, of Raw. We'll see how um, you know that comes to fruition. But Sean, uh, always great to have you on the show. I hope you enjoy WrestleMania all the way in uh, in, in, in Kentucky, right? Yep, uh, right in between Lexington and Cincinnati. How did you feel when they lost to North Carolina, man? I know that was a pretty heartbreaking game for you. I encourage everybody to Google John Higgins, Kentucky, <laughs> and and explore the rich history of John Higgins and questionable calls as it relates to Kentucky basketball. I want you will I, be amazed. Yeah, I, I want Oregon to win the whole thing. So I, I'm not a fan of Kentucky. I, I, I love Calipari and what he, all the guys that come from Kentucky and go to the NBA. But to me, um, I've been going for Oregon since day one, man. So I don't know if they're going to win, but that's who I'm going for. The the notion that John Calipari isn't isn't a good coach is hilarious to me because I just I send them a Wikipedia link to Josh Harrelson and I was like this guy made it to the league under Calipari he had no business being in the NBA and he got to an NBA a low level NBA caliber player under uh, John Calipari and nobody else. Uh, yeah, next time anybody tells you all that John Calipari is just a recruiter and not a coach, remember that he took Josh Harrelson, who he did not recruit, took him from Billy Gillespie, one of the worst coaches in Kentucky history, and turned him into an NBA player. Yeah, and Josh Harrelson was on my New York Knicks. That's why I remember. Yeah, he was. He averaged like four points, four rebounds, and only about like oh, he was getting 14 minutes a game. He did produced a little bit i mean he i remember he shot like abysmally low like he shot like 42 percent that year though my new york knicks are a totally different story man <laughs> they're a train wreck they're a train wreck <laughs> um sean rossap he's at sean rossap on twitter great job at fightful.com check out the website for all the multiple podcasts that he does Throughout the week, recovering um uh, covering raw smackdown pay-per-views mma all that good stuff Sean Ross Sapp, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely anytime, my friend. All right, man. Take it easy.